Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that movie talk? We have a sneak peek for you. Yes, the critic and I got a chance to see earlier this year, way back in January at Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> we got to see a new movie called Official Secrets. Ooh, what mm. could that be about? Well, we're about to tell you. It is directed by Gavin Hood. Now, you're probably thinking, why do I know Gavin Hood, Gavin Hood? Yes, Gavin Hood is definitely someone you would know. Not only was he an actor, but he's also a director and writer. But this particular movie was written by Gregory and Sarah Bernstein. Mm. Mm. Along with Gavin Hood. Along with, you know, it's based on a book by... um, Marsha and Thomas Mitchell. So, I mean, we've got a lot of people contributing to the story. And actually, you need a lot of people contributing to the story because this is based on some very interesting facts that arise from across the pond about something that we know very much about over here in the States. Or we have a certain perspective. But it's nice to see um, London and Great Britain to shine light on their perspective of this serious and major event. So give us the plot. Mm. Well, in 2003, can you believe that that's 16 years ago? No, I cannot. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. I'm getting old and you're getting young now. Oh, now see, there you go. That's how I'm doing. (laughs) See, in 2003, the NSA in the United States requested that the GCHQ, which is the UK equivalent of the NSA, yes, help them spy on certain member nations of the UN. Uh-oh. In order to blackmail them into supporting the authorization of the Iraq war. Now, see, that does not sound legal, now does it? Hmm. I was on tour during this time. Yeah. So, and don't forget, as you can not tour is in the military. Let's clear. No, that. yeah, no, 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 no. That, you can make tour. that leap. Yes. No. And uh, so, don't forget, everybody. This is true. This is a true story. Now, this request was forwarded via email. <laughs> can you believe? I when, I when we saw that, I was like, uh, who did that? It's like you're like, oh, 2003. So forwarded via email <laughs> to employees at the GCHQ, including to Catherine Gunn, who's played by Kira Knightley. Yeah. At her job, Catherine goes through communications uh, procured via spycraft in order to alert the relevant governmental authorities if anything of interest comes her way. Mm. Also, Catherine is married to a Muslim man. Okay, now, (laughs) you might want to say that again. Yeah, a Turkish Kurd named Yassar. So keep that in mind. 
Now, this request from the NSA doesn't sit well with Catherine, and she's not the only one. No. However, Catherine decides to do something about it. Unthinkable. She decides to leak the request, that memo, in a breach of the Official Secrets Act to a friend of hers who's a member of the anti-war movement. Oy vey. And this friend gives the memo to another friend who gives it to a reporter at The Observer named Martin Bright, played by Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the staff at The Observer supposed to make of this? Is the memo authentic? Who's it from? What about the war effort? Should they be in a position to thwart it potentially after they've already supported it? And so on and so forth. Well, in the end, the memo gets out and all you know what breaks loose. Oh my God. And the questions are these. What's gonna happen to Catherine? What about her husband and his status in the UK? What about the British and American governments? What about her lawyers? And what about the people, all the people in the world, really? What about us? Oh, am I reviewing first to you, Ref? My goodness. Well, I did not say who was in this. <laughs> after that wonderful plot, the people playing this, Matthew Good's in it. We already said Kieran Knightley. Raph Fiennes. I never know how to say his name. Matt Smith. We got Reese Evans, is that his name? Evans? Evans. Evans. Jack Farthing. <laughs> <laughs> if you know who Jack Farthing is. <laughs> Calgon, take us away. I mean, you got all kinds of brilliant actors in this. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, look, um, when it comes to films about whistleblowers and the like, uh, there are plenty of them. And a lot of them are very good to great. I mean, you got all the president's men, of course, but don't forget the China syndrome. You haven't seen that in a while. Watch that movie, Jack Lemon, Jane Fonda. Hmm. You got the insider, huh? Spotlight, among others. And I have to say that official secrets belongs on that list. Now, while it might not be the greatest of those greats, it certainly is very, very good at the least. It's a matter-of-fact triumph of clean and clear storytelling on all levels. Yes, every single level. I don't care what nobody got to say. Gavin Hood, as the director and co-writer, as the ref said, really knows what he's doing here. And his skills as a trained lawyer are on full display. There you go. He and his co-writers have made sure that this story focuses solely on the important facts and narrative arcs so your time won't be wasted. Thank you. Also, the story itself is an important one, obviously. So your investment in what's happening is worth it. And speaking of worth it, like the ref said, the cast. Once again, Kira Knightley proves that she knows how to act for real. Yeah, not in just a period piece. (laughs) She doesn't ever miss a beat. Not even a tiny one. Brava. In addition, the rest of the cast, you talked about Matt Smith. I mentioned him. Ray Fiennes, Reese Evans, Matthew Good, all of them. They form a great ensemble around Kira that's always in rhythm. Jack Farthing. (laughs) Yes, from... uh, (laughs) Poldark. Poldark. Maybe he's not in Poldark anymore, but anyway. Wait, don't... Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Anyway. Somebody else ain't in it. It's connected to him. So, great ensemble around Kira. 
They're always in rhythm. There's musicality. Yes, a musicality to every scene, thank you, which is vital for this kind of film. It helps to keep you in a groove as you watch the events unfold, which makes it easier to follow the story. And so I have to say that Official Secrets is a wonderful example of smart filmmaking if only more movies were like it. <laughs> Well, I have to officially agree with you. <laughs> when we saw this at Sundance, we together decided, I mean, separately, but together we decided this is one of our favorites mm -hmm. of, of, of 2019 Sundance Film Festival. Really solid so storytelling. And as you said, the acting is so underplayed. Now, when you do whistleblowing and that kind of movie, you can make it way more dramatic than what it is. But this story really is about a woman who's risking everything. Mm. Not about like all the building blocks around it. It's about her story, not about whether what was what she was doing was right or wrong. What, you know, if the war, we were supposed to get into it or not. It, it didn't die, it, it was very tempting to mm. do that, but it didn't dive into, it just dealt with her story and her husband who loves her to the nines. What is gonna become of that? I love their relationship. Mm -hmm. But I have to like really shout out to um, your boy. <laughs> I really, really always, tend to enjoy um, Reese Ethan's. <laughs> yeah. And, and think uh, Notting Hill, everybody, though. Notting Hill. Hugh, the, Hugh Grant's, roommate. yeah, roommate. Mm -hmm. well, he, he literally is sent across the, the world to Colorado. And the adventures they got that man going on trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> Look, and, and when he comes into a room, you better be ready. Yes. <laughs> I really did enjoy them. All in all, I think Official Secrets is a perfect deterrent from the summer heat. You will not be um, bored by it. It's intriguing. It's also interesting mm -hmm. what happened here, but it's a great alternative to any of the big, huge blockbuster movies that are out there if you're just itching to go to the movies. It will also work at home. So it's out this Friday, August 30th. Go to the movies. Take a look. See if you enjoy Official Secrets. If not, you're definitely going to enjoy it at home. Hey, listeners, we have a DVD review for you. Yes, Rocketman is now out, meaning it's released digitally. But they will be releasing Blu-ray and 4K combo packs on August 27th as a taping. You can do that. You can go there. You can see it. And there's also a collectible booklet and a special message from Elton John himself for fans of Rocketman. Now, I've already reviewed this. You already know what happened. But the critic is going to actually talk to us about what we can find in this amazing Blu-ray um, 4K combo package uh, that is available to you as soon as you want to go to the store and get it. <laughs> and keep in mind, check out whywatchthat.com slash giveaways 
there might be something popping up there for this movie. Uh-oh. You might want to check it out. You might. So, you know, uh, again, this is about Elton John. It's about his life story. We see him as a kid. We see him grow up. We see him go through troubles. He's in rehab or in like an AA meeting, I'll say. And that's where this story is told from his perspective. Taron Egerton is playing him. He does a wonderful job of that. Uh, and then you also have his writing partner, Bernie Taupin, played by Jamie Bell. You have his manager slash lover, John Reed, played by Richard Madden. Oh boy, not good there. And then you have his mama, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, and so on and so forth. So we see a lot about what happened to uh, and throughout Elton John in his life. Uh, so there we go. Now, just and it's for a me, musical. It's a full-on musical. That's where I'm going. So, yeah, that's where I'm going. So me watching this uh, from the comfort of my own home as a musical, it worked. I will say that. I think that um, what the director did here, Dexter Fletcher, remember he came in and rescued Bohemian Rhapsody. But this time we can see his full expression of what he wants a musical to be. And this is the kind of musical everybody, the ref is telling you, where they sing their thoughts. And it just happens to be Elton's music. And I think that worked well. I like the choreography. I like the way he shot that. I like the energy that Dexter brought to this. Uh, the only problems I found uh, was in some of the family scenes, I thought it was too much talking. They needed another song. Uh, that's the only thing I'll say there because this is not about depth. It just doesn't work with the depth. And Elton John has a story. I mean, some of this stuff is tragic. So that was the only, not for me, but as a viewing experience from the comfort of your home, look, if you love Elton's music, this is the thing for you. They have, you can go in ref and have their special features where you can just go to all of the music scenes. That's it, one oh, nice. by another. And for some of them, you can do a sing-along. For some of them, they will put the lyrics on the screen for you and you can sing along. They have all kinds of featurettes behind the scenes. They have extended uh, musical sequences. So you get the full works here. So again, as the ref is saying, on Tuesday, August 27th, you'll not only be able to buy this digitally, but you will also be able to get it Blu-ray, 4K combo packs, and as the ref said, you get a special little message from Elton John. I won't give away exactly what that is, but the only way to get it is to buy the Blu-ray or 4K discs. Now, let me ask you, how did it look on your small screen? Because when I saw it on the big screen, because it's a larger than life kind of, you know, there's sweeping dance scenes and there's one scene where he's going from a restaurant to a, uh, He's, I think he's in a restaurant, then he goes and gets his clothes tailored. I mean, it's like this weird revolving side. How did that play out on your, your small screen? Which I hear isn't too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looked great. You know, uh, this, I, this is a good movie, I would say it that way. Everything's good, it looked great. Uh, the shots, you know, the way that Dexter used the, and his cinematographer, use the camera, especially in those big dance numbers, uh, like the one at the amusement park, whatever that was, uh, the fair or whatever it was, like all of that works. Now, is it gonna be the same as being in the theater? No, it won't. Um, when he's when he does that whole thing where he's up in the air with the legs. Yes. Are you gonna get the same impact that you got in the theater? No, but it still translates well. And I think again, if you are an Elton fan and you just wanna go to your favorite moments, 
this is the thing for you, you're going to be able to just wear it out. Oh, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Critic, for taking a look at that. Again, it is available to you August 27th. You can go out and buy it. But hey, before you do that, head over to whywatchthat.com slash giveaways. And maybe there's something we can do for you. And we're continuing on this movie talk with a movie that the critic and I got a chance to see earlier this year at Sundance. Um, Both of these are Sundance movies, actually. Um, This is called Don't Let Go. Now, when we saw it in Sundance, it was called Relive. Mm -hmm. And they have thus now changed the title. But the cast and the director is obviously still the same. It's directed by Jacob Eats. He, um, the story is by him as well as a man named Drew Daywalt. It stars, I, I would say, a pretty familiar cast. We have David Oyelowo, who is leading the cast. You know David from many, many, many things. Most recently, the BBC's Les Mis, playing Javert. Yeah. Ooh. That is very recent. And he played MLK in Selma. So just to give you... Uh, a heads up with that. We also have the lovely Storm Reed. She is just, I really am looking forward to her career. She was the little girl in A Wrinkle in Time. She's also can be, she also can be seen in Euphoria as Zendaya's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on HBO right now. So her career is really taking off. And even, she's even in um, When They uh, See Us. Yep. Um, on Netflix, that's Ava DuVernay. She teamed up again with Ava DuVernay, and she's in that as well. I mean, she's doing some great... She's surrounded by wonderful actors, great dramatic work. We have... Um, uh, I, you know, I never know how to say his name correctly. Oh, Michael T. Michael T. Or I don't know if it's Mikkel... You know, Michael T. Michael T. Williamson, who you would know, um, he most recently like the big splash he made was in fences that was directed by denzel washington he also if you know anything about forrest gump he's the bubba yes i just saw that uh last tuesday it's the 25th anniversary or thursday and um enjoyed his performance bubba gump there we also have appearances coming up from all over people popping in and out uh your boy that you Mm. love yes yes uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name, Henry? T- uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. He's in it, um, playing somebody. You just want to slap him sometimes, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> Let's get on to the premise of this. It is. Um, it's not confusing. It's not confusing. But if you're not paying attention in the movie, you might sort of uh, get a little antsy because it's a. It travels in time, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, so we have Uncle Jack, played by David Oyelowo, and his niece Ashley, played by, yes, Storm Reed, and they are very close. Very close. Look, after all, Ashley's parents aren't the reliable type. Oh. You see, Ashley's father, played by Brian Tyree Henry, who's Jack's brother, mm-hmm. has a criminal past and mental health issues. Yeah, and drinking, and some drinking issues. So whenever Ashley needs something, Uncle Jack is there to pick up the pieces. But one night, of course, everything changes. Okay, 
Uh, yep. Don't let go. Uncle Jack, whose real name is Detective Jack Radcliffe, receives a distress call from Ashley, but he can't quite make it out. As a result, he goes to Ashley's house and finds her and her parents dead. I mean, shot the heck up. Now, the police, led by Jack's partner, Bobby, who's played by Michael T. Williamson, they rule the crime a murder-suicide. They conclude that Jack's brother, Garrett, killed Ashley and his wife and then himself. Now, this doesn't sit right with Jack. His brother's had problems in the past, yeah, but he's been better lately. It just doesn't add up. And then out of the blue, Jack receives a phone call. Oh, it's a, yes. It's a call from Ashley. Wait, how is that possible? Hmm. What is going on, right? That's what we're thinking. Jack is thinking it too. Is Jack being haunted by uh -huh. Ashley's ghost? Right? Is he hallucinating? Well, after Jack decides to converse with this version of Ashley, he discovers that she's communicating with him from the past. She's talking to him a few days before her death. And this means that Jack might be able to get to the bottom of her murder. And maybe he'll be able to change history. But just who can he and we trust? Can mm. he trust his partner and his boss, who's played by Alfred Molina? Can oh, he trust- yes, that's right, he's in it. Yep. Can he trust Ashley? Can he trust himself? Mm. And can we trust him? Ooh. In the end, you'll know just who's on the up and up along with who's not. And you'll know what don't let go truly means. Yes. Now I'll review it and then the ref will. So don't let go is for people who like to talk back to the screen while watching a movie. <laughs> Which is kind of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which annoys the critics so much. <laughs> it's oh, all about... No, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you turn off your brain, you munch on your popcorn, you say things just like what the ref said. Don't you, don't trust, don't you go in there. <laughs> and so on. However, for me, every moment lingers too long, which gives the audience too much time to think about what's going on. And the more you think with this kind of movie, the worse it gets. The acting starts to look a bit desperate and the music seems abrupt. I mean, just get on with it. And so for me, I didn't really care about what I was seeing, so I wasn't invested. And I found multiple moments laughable. But hey, hey now, if that's your kind of thing, why not see this? You'll just have to determine whether this is a movie that you want to see in a crowded theater or whether it will do just fine from the comfort of your home. For me, I, I can do without it. I am going to give another perspective. It um, At Sundance, I really, and you can go to like our social media and see this. I enjoyed it. I really, the performances, Storm Reed, I, I can't say enough good things about her. She's got a natural ability to be likable and trustable. You know, you trust her, but again, 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 in this movie, you really have to pay attention. We'll just say, but you trust her. She's got a great innocence on the screen and she delivers a lot of, um, she delivers a lot of lines where she's just kind of talking and talking and talking. And it felt so believable with this relationship. And then she has to realize something. And that is, and we're not ruining it. That is, she's dead mm. in, in Jack's world. And when she comes to that realization, 
great acting work from Storm. David Oyelowo is, of course, David Oyelowo. He's going to deliver. I do agree with you. I don't think it was the acting. I think it. there were some scenes where it, he was, it, there were some scenes where it was difficult um, because they, he wasn't given anything to do. And yeah. so as if you're that kind of actor, you're going to make something happen. And so there were some, some hiccups here and there. I overall think that this is a wonderful movie to see at the end of the school year. It's the end of the summer kind of movie. It's not disappointing. I didn't find it, like I didn't walk out of the theater like, wow, I was really disappointed in that. Is it great, perfect? No, but it is fun to talk back and to listen to others go, oh my gosh, because there are moments in the movie that you're ahead and like the critic said, there are, if you do think too hard, especially when you get into the logistics of things, you start to find holes, but let, I say, do it, go for it. Let it wash over you. It's not a superhero movie. It's not dramatic. It's, you know, it's not uh, a, a, a brass comedy, a brash comedy. So why not do this alternative in the theater if you want to invest in, you know, the $15? I'm going to say invest because it's not a perfect movie, but it also will work at home. I enjoyed this movie and I think many others will too. Yeah. And, and it's certainly, it's not the acting. The actors go there. They earn whatever check they got and another one. It's the writing, like you were saying there, where they, they really weren't supported enough, in my opinion. Um, and, and that was a shame. But again, like the ref said, a lot of people are gonna have fun with this one. <laughs> so when is this opening? Oh, <laughs> I thought we were... <laughs> so, I don't know when it's opening. It's opening when it's at your theater. Yeah, it, it, uh, August 30th, it should be there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.